Yes, and talking about fresh new sounds, I am so excited because I love this album and she's with me right now. She is the beautiful Tandi Ntuli. Welcome, Tandi, to the World Show. Thank you so much. I am so happy to be here in person because the last person. time I was yes. um, on the show, it wasn't a live interaction with it you, was so. zoom yes <laughs> in the in the in the depth of covid <laughs> lockdown <laughs> dark days <laughs> <of Zoom. laughs> yeah yeah and it feels like it's been ages since i've actually seen you yeah. in person as well it does it's so nice that things are opening up i'm telling you yes <laughs> <laughs> thank you for having me oh it's my absolute pleasure tandy and what an album black elijah and the children of mero is that how pronounced Mer- i've i've heard many pronunciations yes I gravitate towards Meroe the most. Oh, Meroe. Yes. Hence the double dots on the Hence e. the double dots. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but some of the spellings are without the double dots as well. So Yes. Yeah. You'll find it. If you look for it, you'll find yes. it. Yes. <laughs> but Tandy, I thought because the last time it was Zoom and it was far away, I just wanted to touch on a little bit of your background. You and how the music came to you. And when did the piano come? Was it the first instrument? Where did you grow up? I grew up in Sashangube. Yes. And um, my mother loved the piano. So so this is the story she tells me because I started playing when I was four. And she told me that she was trying to have someone play the piano in the house. Um, so I started at four because of her love of the instrument. Did she play the piano? Not really. I mean, yes. she took lessons as well trying to learn but she told me that the lady she used to go for lessons with they always just used to chat yes because she never practiced <laughs> but yeah she didn't really take lessons herself my father plays piano though yes um and i think the 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 love for music it's from both sides but on my father's side it's manifested in terms of people playing instruments as well so um yes. yeah and then i think her her constant uh, dedication to taking me to lessons and I stayed for it and competitions over time um, made the the instrument stick with me you know uh, even when I would get annoyed with practicing sometimes um, given the opportunity to stop she would she would she ask me I do you still want to carry on and I would always want to carry on so something always made you carry something on. always kept me there <laughs> because I wonder sometimes you know uh, when a child starts a piano, an instrument like piano, mm. very, very young, I'm sure there's moments where you think, oh, I don't want to be doing this. But yes. I don't think I've ever met somebody who regrets mm. having been, you know, encouraged to play the instruments. No, not at all. In fact, I, I often meet people who regret stopping. Yeah, um, exactly. There's so many people I've met who are like, oh, I used to play and then I stopped. Yes. <laughs> you know, I think it's just a... It's a beautiful outlet to have something creative that you do, even if it's not something that you end up doing professionally. Well, I always think everybody should have a creative outlet. Agreed. Uh, whether it's music, painting, yes. singing, whatever, acting, drawing, whatever, drawing, whatever. <laughs> cooking, cooking. Yeah. Yes, everybody should, and then the world would be a much better place. Yes, I agree. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes. But you, so when did you make the decision that this is what I'm going to pursue in my life? Uh, so when I was in standard eight, um, my practice routine started becoming very explorative, if that makes yes. sense, where I'd be practicing a song uh, or one of my uh, required pieces 
and then I would try and like play around with one of the riffs that I came across that I really liked. Um, you I remember, started improvising, really. I started improvising, yes. yes. And I, I remember a pianist or a composer I really loved in in high school was Debussy, uh, Claude Debussy. And so, you know, I always just used to think, how can people write like this? Yes. <laughs> and I was intrigued by the idea of writing, and so I started trying to write my own songs. I would sing them at school events, you know, like inter-house whatevers. Um, and the feedback that I'd get from the audiences actually really inspired me and got me thinking, oh, I can actually do this. Yes. And then there was a, um, a choir teacher we had. He actually is the, the Ralph Schmidt. He actually uh, conducts the Njovu Youth Choir now. Oh, yes. But he and was, I see they're, they're performing very soon, yes. actually. He's, he's such a gifted teacher because... He he knows how to instill this 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 faith in yourself. Um, so he was like, "Oh my gosh, you really need to study music." Yes. And he's got a big personality, and he was like, "It must happen." <laughs> Where's your father? We need to speak to him. Yes. Um, you know, and my dad just thought, "Oh no, no, don't plant ideas." But he really, really did encourage me. He encouraged me to um, write more songs and sing more and whatever. Just explore. Yes, and I think by the time I got to matric, I was really keen to actually study this. So I take it that up until that time, you'd focus more on the on, on classical music. Yes, yes, yeah. And and so then, did you you know did you think about different styles, different genres, working with jazz? You know, jazz actually wasn't something I understood very much. Yes, because jazz. Um, and many people do ask this it's like oh it's associated with elderly people it's like not music that usually young people enjoy which I totally disagree with and I think more and more in, the, <laughs> yeah. in this country definitely yeah definitely yes, but, yes. but at the time I think jazz was just it wasn't in my mind and I met I took a gap year after university and met a, a pianist from Nigeria and he was playing around and I was like oh what song is that it's a beautiful song and he was like no I'm just improvising yes. I nearly fell over because I was like what <laughs> you're allowed to do this you, you, I try that thing it doesn't come out that way when I improvise yes. <laughs> so so he was like yeah you should try and listen to jazz and try and check out jazz so I was that that seed was planted in me when I met him um, a gentleman called Francis Ovi and he was like okay yes I need to know this jazz thing. Even when I went to university, I I was initially enrolled to do a BMAS, which is classical, just a general BMAS. Yes. Um, but then I begged the jazz department to let me in. I was like, I don't know how to play jazz, but I have to do jazz. Yes. <laughs> Once you tasted it, there was yes. no going back. Yeah, yes. because it seemed to be the thing that would help me learn what you need to learn to be able to write your own music. Yes. So yeah, amazing. Yes, <laughs> and then since then, the rest is history. Really, you've worked with anyone who's everyone who's anyone in this country, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, now you've brought us this incredible album. But first was Exile. Yes, yes. How, how was that process of Exile? So Exile was an incredible process because um, you know I, I've seen a lot of people who are writers um, talk about how cathartic. The process of writing is yes and i think 
unlike my first album, which was very, um, you know, it was just a collection of music from my period in university. Yes. Exiled felt more like that kind of... I've arrived. Not even arrived, yes. like I'm being undone. Okay. <laughs> and the music was coming through and... Um, the 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 actual reception of the album really blew my mind because I couldn't believe how many people related to something that was so personal uh, or an experience that felt so personal. Yes. Um, and that also sort of woke me up to the fact that I have a very, I'm very much attracted to storytelling in the way I present my work. Very much. I picked that up. Yes, yes. yes, yes. Because I think, I think, um, storytelling allows you, and I mean, one of my favorite all-time musicians is Stevie Wonder, who is a, is an incredible musician, singer. He's like he's excellent at everything he does. Yes. Um, but I've heard him many times speaking about his love for storytelling, and you can hear it in his music. He he paints pictures. He he creates um, something for the imagination of his listeners with his music. So. Exiled really put me onto the fact that, oh, okay, this is something that works quite well because the experience can be very personal, but um, it, I don't become self-indulgent as a composer by putting me in all the music. It also creates space for people to have their own experiences. And yeah, I haven't looked back since then, I think. Well, I think two things, and I think when I said you've arrived, I think I meant it in the way of now this is the Tundi voice. Yes, you know, absolutely. Yes, yeah. But absolutely, and there's always, even in this album and in Exiled, you've completely honoured the other musicians. Yes, yes, which is is very beautiful. And now we have Black Elijah and the Children of Meroe. Mm-hmm. Is that it? That's it. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Which I want to know the whole story behind. But I think for now, let's hear the opening track. No problem. And then we're going to talk about the inspiration and this amazing title. The first track is Izibongo. Tell us about this track, Tandi. Izibongo is take, is, uh, the lyrics of the song are actually taken from um, a praise poem that was written by my great-grandfather. Um, and the words specifically the ones that were in the song are words that I remember being recited at family gatherings by my aunt in a very animated way um, and I think this song because this album is a lot about awakening to the self or rebirth um, or remembering in a sense yes. I think I felt that the idea of Isbong which is very much sort of a practice that grounds you in your I don't, I don't want to say identity because it's such a vast thing. Identity is such a vast thing, but it grounds you in a sense of knowing where you come from. Yes. Which I think is are the kind of roots that our generation are craving um, day to day. So it starts with a voice note that um, is the voice of Hope Masike. Yes. And... She actually sent me that voice note when I was working on Indaba Is because I was trying to get the pronunciation of Uno Zivaere Gutindiran, which is Shona for Do You Know Who You Are? Yes. Um, and then after that, I was just like, oh, I just want to have your voice explaining because yes. I love the description and also the, even the, the uncertainty of her explaining what she means in English. Yes. I loved that and she agreed to have that. So that 
sort of was the culmination of that interaction asking the question do you know who you are and having these these um praise poems written by my grandfather uh, my great grandfather yes to sort of uh reflect as an answer to that beautiful yeah. And for those who don't know, Hope is a Zimbabwean um, musician yes. and uh, does very beautiful work Absolutely. as well. <laughs> Speaking to Tandi and Tuli, we are celebrating her brand new album. I'm going to keep repeating it. <laughs> Elijah and the Children of Meroe. Isbongo is the name of this track on The World Show. <laughs> Wow. Thank you. <laughs> Let me tell you, I'm going to clap for every single song. Kaya959, she is Tandi and Tuli, and that track is Ibongo off her brand new album, Elijah and the Children of Meroe. Meroe. Meroe, you've got it. Okay, now I've got it. <laughs> wow. And the flutes, you know, as I yeah. said, I had to go and look on the notes you'd send me. <laughs> Who's playing flutes? Yes, it's Mtunzimvubu. So I actually was um, so amused because after the, the recording session, I actually realized how little saxophone you played on this album. He's playing flute on almost Most every track. Them, yeah. And so beautifully. So beautifully. So he yeah. obviously felt this album wanted it. And yes. I kind of agree yeah. with him now. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yes. And on that note, I mean, what an incredible lineup you've got. Tell us a little bit about the musicians that are featured on this album. Wow. I love the musicians that I play with. Honestly, I always say this and I don't tire of doing it because I think I'm very blessed to play with them. Spelel um, Mazbuko's on drums. Nompumela Lontlapo's on percussion. Uh, we've got Shane Cooper on bass. We've got Keenan Arndt on guitar. We've got um, Ndabo Zulu who's playing trumpet. That's the other thing. That's the other thing. That's the other thing. That's the other thing. He's also surprising us. <laughs> yes. <there>. <laughs> and <laughs> then, uh, as you mentioned, flute and saxophone is Umtuns in Fubo. Yes, beautiful. Mm. And you recorded it at Diatribe Studio. We recorded it. Beautiful Diatribe yes. Studio. A beautiful setting beautiful person who runs that studio yes. so it was all around uh, a lovely experience um, it was engineered by Tsepo Mutua who's also from Sushanguve yes <laughs> <laughs> and then it, I must mention that it was mixed and mastered by Clinton McCreary who's also the one who mixed um, Exiled okay. and I mentioned this because I, I don't know what it is but he just gets the sound that I want Yes. so yeah I think he's much as much an instrumentalist um, in this in this in this in this in this, in this, in this, in this. <laughs> that the engineers and the, those who mix Absolutely. and master are so crucial to, to the, the sound. overall sound. Absolutely, yes. yeah. And depending on which sound you want, yeah. who you should go with, kind Absolutely. of thing. Yes. Yeah. I mean, if you think of, for example, Blue Note Records, one of the 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 things that make them so popular, and it's just the sound that came from from um, Blue Note Records. In the 60s, in the 50s, 60s, 70s, yes. there's just a Blue Note sound where the first five seconds of a song, you know that's a Blue Note album. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But now tell us a little bit about the inspiration behind this album. Um, from what I can gather, it, it was kind of born during lockdown. I think it would, I would say it was born slightly before um, okay. and in different parts. 
I think the first part that was born was the character Black Elijah. Yes, who is Black Elijah? Um, <laughs> so that character was born off, uh, you know, a banter that I had with a friend of mine, uh, where I said one day I'm going to make an album with lots of synths and. I'm going to be like Black Moses. Yes. You know, Black Moses. Okay, and, and then I was like, and I'm going to call myself Black Elijah. And it was just a, it was banter, but it stuck with me. I just really liked the name and, you know, it grew with me. Yes. And I got a, key, a, a synth and I named it Black Elijah. Yes. Um, so in this, in the context of this, Black Elijah is a character, um, which is like a presence that comes out of nowhere into your life to destroy. Okay. With the purpose of rebuilding. Okay. Yes. So this is a character who may on the offset seem very, um, you know, against you. But as you see the story unfold, Black Elijah is actually there to help you remove the things in your life that are not serving you anymore. Yes. And create a path where you'll be able to start again and build something new and better. Yes. Yes. So it's almost like... That death experience, and I don't mean that in the physical realm. Yes. I mean, when we go through an inner death. Absolutely. To be reborn to something new. That's exactly what it was. Yes. And it's got, you know, even the name, uh, Black Elijah, it's got this biblical undertone. Absolutely. And the children of Meruwi. Yes. Who are they? So the children of Mary are these um, also characters. Yes. Um, mostly based on different aspects of myself, but they're also these characters who recognize her when she comes and surrender to that because there are two choices that you always have when there's that death is to resist it or to go with it become the phoenix become the phoenix and yes. go with where this new you know presence in your life is taking you where you're like who's this and where are you taking me and they're like take the step take that step so the children of maru um, I, I have a dedication where they say, where I say the children are those who are willing to do the work, the real work. Yes. The work that requires them to look inwardly, um, to introspect, to question some of the choices they've made in the past, to see what needs to stay and what needs to go. And I think what made it so timely, I guess, was that it also continued to be developed during the period of lockdown when most of us were in isolation. Um, and as you know, when we're in groups of people, we tend to wear masks. Now we're faced with ourselves. No yes. running. <laughs> it's either for your health or for other people's health or just because those are the rules. Yes. But most of us were in our homes, introspecting and learning things about the way we had been living to that point, um, which were either things that we wanted to change or being like, wow, I've been accepting this way of living this whole time and it's actually not great yes. is <laughs> it really what I want is yes. this really what I want yes. and then being able to make the choices of cleaning things up because I think as we are in this experience of a world that's become incredibly uncertain um, in recent years I think more so than before yes it's very important to have that inner compass that's switched on that is not guided by wounds or past traumas or it's very good to have your blinders cleared, basically, yes. so that you have that inner compass leading you in uh, a, a direction that's not making you recreate some of those old experiences that led you to that death. 
yes. so to speak. Yeah. But even then, again, it's about sometimes being able to acknowledge them as old wounds Absolutely. in order to bring them to the surface Absolutely. To, to be able to move on. So it sounds to me in a way that when you speak about this album came out kind of before mm-hmm. COVID happened, like, yes. you know, it was already brewing. It's almost kind of prophetic. It led into this the space where you had to go inwards. It did, definitely. Yes. I mean, I remember Cold Winds, I performed it end of 2019 at a at a uh, festival I I was at so it 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 really was already starting to brew and and take form yes i'm wondering if we shouldn't play cold winds because i wasn't going to do it next <laughs> but we've referred to it quite a few times no problem. and i think maybe we should uh, so as you as i said and and again if i look at a song like cold winds it is prophetic yes in a <laughs> sense you know it's yeah. it's seeing what's coming and yet yeah. you did it you did it before yeah yes yeah. um one other thing i want to ask you before we move on to the song is you you, you refer to to her as she mm-hmm. Black Elijah Is that Black Elijah as she? Yes Okay So Black Elijah is actually a female element Yes She is a female element And I think because of what she asks of you It's very masculine to be log- logical and do and do and do and do Whereas uh, the feminine asks you to tap more into your intuition And to surrender more And to you know, yes. be uncertain, but be okay with the uncertainty. Yes. Um, so it's 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 referring to the she because of the nature of that inward journey. Yes. Um, which I feel requires more of those feminine qualities. Yeah, and the- it does require the masculine qualities as well, for sure. But I think it, it does require some level of surrender and yes, curiosity and playfulness. Yes, <laughs> you know, yes, well. the female principle, really. Yeah. So it doesn't matter whether you're a man or woman. Yes. But it's about those qualities. Absolutely. Well, I think let's do it. I wasn't going to next, but I think let's do Cold Winds. For sure. The album, of course, Black Elijah and the Children of Meroe. And she's with us here. She's Tandy and Tuli. And here's Cold Winds. And again, check out Mtunzi's flute <laughs> on this one. Wow. (laughs) Cold Winds, Tundi and Tuli, the album, Black Elijah and the Children of Meroe. Wow, 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 wow. I'm just upset because I want to play all these songs, (laughs) but I won't play them while you're here. I'll play them over the next. Every single track is a gem, people. Let me tell you. (laughs) Thank you. And I appreciate the love you've been giving the album before today. So thank you. Wow, absolutely incredible. And uh, I was speaking about that uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago when the Charles Jean Suite was here and how. Uh, in Kululeko, the first single, I think that was the first yes. single, uh, he made ref- I kept thinking, what does this remind me of? Mm-hmm. Um, and it reminds me of To Build an Ark. But as you say, that's probably a subliminal yes, influence. Yes, it's true. And I, I, I'm, I actually always take it as a compliment when people say it, it reminds them of. <laughs> yes, and I don't think, I didn't mean it in the way no, of. No, no, no. Yes. yes. I always think, think it's a compliment because there's something that. I've achieved in a sense that to like create that sense of familiarity. Yes. I don't know. I don't yes. know. 
Yes. I don't but even again, with ref- it's a reference. Yes. And I think as artists, they, we are always referencing Absolutely. <laughs> that, that around us yes. and that which inspires us. Absolutely. You know, and yeah. that's part of the food for thought. That is it. Yes. Yeah, that is it. But, but now, Tanti, you've worked with, as I said, Look at your li- look at the lineup on this album, the cream of 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 the young lions, uh, but you've worked with incredible artists almost entirely in your career. Who do you think's really made an impact on your work and how you how you work? Hmm, such difficult questions. How? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> hmm. <laughs> I think I think probably in a sense for different reasons maybe. One would be um, um, Steve Dyer, and because from him, I think I've learned beyond just the music. Um, I always say who he is as a person for me is just like a masterclass learning from the way he thinks, and you know, it's it's lovely to be uh, in the presence of an elder, someone who's also been part of this country's liberation struggle. I think that's a, a like a wealth of knowledge just being around him. So he's definitely someone who's had an impact on me. There are many, but um, I think another that I would say, ah, <clears throat> oh, this is tough. <laughs> um, I think you know, like also the people that I work with in this band, the musicians that I work with, um, because. I think we are influencing each other as just being around each other again. As peers, as actually. Peers. Musical peers. Absolutely. Yes. Um, I find I find why I keep saying that the people I work with are very, very, such a gift to me is because they are very generous musicians. Yes. And when I say these people are going to give, if you ask for five, they'll give, for, they'll give you 50. Yes. Um, they give in terms of the, the energy that they put in the way they um you know contribute they they put so much love into what they do i think that's the best thing um way to explain it and it humbles me all the time yes. <laughs> it humbles me because i've been i've come from far with these guys um you know some of them i've been playing with since my first album we've gone on tour and they have gotten like Bad fees <laughs> to use words that are are, are good for radio. Yes. They've gotten really. They've done bad. it from love. They've they've <laughs> gotten really bad fees, but they I think they've they've believed in me, uh, and they've believed in what I want to build, and the vision that I have artistically. And they just love playing the music, and they just love what they do. Yes. Um, but I think it's also interesting, and you reference you, you spoke about Steve Dyer, and and the musicians featured on this album, and I think. All of these musicians, like you, are finding ways to translate inner inner realms, hundred percent inner realms into music that is heard on the physical plane, hundred percent. So, so there's a sense of spirituality, but also a sense of 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 rootedness. Yes, yes, hundred percent. And you know, when we were in studio, a very random conversation came up where we started talking about therapy. And I was like, this is just like amazing that I don't know how many people sit amongst a group of their colleagues talking about the importance of therapy, what they learned about themselves, yes. da, 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 some of the mistakes they've been making. 
you know, so openly and just, it, it sort of affirmed that I'm surrounded by people who really also believe on, on the inside in really, um, taking care of their inner worlds. I mean, I also remember when Shane was telling me about his album, which, uh, beautiful Mabuta album that he's yes. just released. Yeah, he was on the show a month or so. Yeah. Ago. Yes. And he was telling me that, you know, his process of making this music was so different. Sometimes he'd just be like, you know what? Let me go for a bike ride. Yes. <laughs> and then he'd just be doing things that he really truly enjoys and how that really fed into his creativity and kind of releasing um, the foot off the accelerator with like uh, the pressure gotta get yes. it finished you know he yes. was just finding the love in it again and I connected to that a lot so much and those things are also part of the creation I think that's 100%. what you're trying to say it's 100%. as important and I think again yeah. the lockdown taught us that as well yeah the importance of time out yes even in your work yes. you know yeah and just being delivered because we love this as musicians so we don't ever get to a point where we feel like I'm overworked now. Yes. Although we should. Because <laughs> we can get overworked. Yes. It's yeah. almost like when you absolutely drop onto the bed and fall asleep exactly. and you know you're overworked. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> there are a couple of tracks that I want to play and we are running out of time. So let's see. I might have to fade them. But I have to play this one. It's called Amazing Grace. Yes. Tell us about this one. Amazing Grace for me. Um, so in lockdown, one of the things I, I was really thinking about a lot was what does joy feel like? Um, because I was trying to move from that place um, that exiled left off at, which was like the haze, the turmoil. And it, it ended with a sort of lament. Uh, it didn't end with a conclusive, you know, final solution. Yes. So for me, I think... Amazing Grace was one of the ways that I really used my imagination to reenact joy in myself, in my life. And I also wanted to kind of have a take at the hymn, but making my own hymn in a way. Yes. And having, again, the idea of this um, feminine principle um, as the, so I say she, she all the time yes. in Amazing Grace. So having that fem feminine principle as well reiterated in the song. Beautiful. Tandi and Tuli, the album Black Elijah and the Children of Morui. Here is Amazing Grace. Kaya. Kaya 959. Songs of healing and inspiration on The World Show with Nikki B. Nine five nine. This absolutely kills me, but I gotta fade the track anyway. At least I gave you a flavour of it. Amazing Grace, Tandy and Tuli, the album. You know by now, Black Elijah and the Children of uh, Meroe. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> she tells me she's gonna have vinyl of it as well soon. Is that true? Yes, it's true. Yes. <laughs> so buy it digitally until you can get your vinyl copy. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> absolutely beautiful, and the song is so joyous. Thank you, Tandy. You've got some gigs coming up. I can't let you go without I that. I do. I do. So the first one is this coming Saturday, thirtieth of July at Untitled Basement. Um, it's going to be starting at 7.30. 
So buy your tickets. You know the space is limited there. And then after that, uh, on the twelfth of on the twelfth of August, I will be part of the concert for refugees that's happening at the Linda Auditorium. Oh, beautiful! Yeah. And I'm so I'm so pleased. There's a concert there again. Yes, it's been a while. Yes, it has. Yes. Pops Mohammed is also on the oh, lineup. Msaki's on the uh, on oh, the lineup. Beautiful. So it's it's. So when you say it's uh, for the refugees, or, or, or it's a benefit concert. Oh, it's a benefit yes, concert. Yes, and uh, um, they had been doing them. Uh, Annually, but I think because of the COVID uh, lockdowns, they stopped. So yes, yeah, so we're back again. We're back. <laughs> well, if I don't make it to Untitled, I've definitely got to make it to that one. No problem. Yes. <laughs> Tandy and Tuli, thank you for coming. I feel like we need a whole nother hour. But uh, <laughs> next time, <laughs> I'm going to end off with one last track, Secret Keeper. Mm-hmm. Tell me about this one. Secret Keeper is addressing the, I guess the hidden truth both in like ourselves and you know outside society and the hidden truth that is often um truth about our greatness and uh, how wonderful we are and how inherently worthy we are and i just felt like it was just almost like that discovery when one of the children of mary discovers oh my gosh this whole time you've been keeping the secret from me but it also addresses that aspect of ourselves that kind of masks ourselves um so yeah that's what secret keeper is just a fun little song for <laughs> i'm so pleased we're ending with this one it's i think one of my favorites of the album for this week Yay. next week i'll have another thank favorite <laughs> thank tandy you. and tuli with me on the world show coming up jazzed up with george Magnossi. don't miss that show wow it's beautiful music from me to you whatever else you do this week make sure that you keep shining of course keep it kaya thank you thank Tandy. you so much and it's so lovely to see you again <laughs> so lovely to have you in studio we've got to thank do this you. more often i think so yes <laughs> songs of healing and inspiration on the world show with nikki b Show with Nikki B every Sunday from 6 to 9 p.m. on Kaya 959. If you missed it live, catch the broadcast on Kaya 959.co.za.